The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Radio Show, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, we'll talk about medications and how we can manage to live a more healthy, natural lifestyle. Plus, later we'll tell you what's going on around town and what's new at Mother's Market. But first up, we are joined today by another prominent physician when it comes to alternative medicine. Dr. Alan Sasson is the founder and medical director of the Institute for Progressive Medicine, and he's been practicing medicine for over 40 years. His institute treats people of all ages through comprehensive state-of-the-art new medicine techniques, and we welcome him back to the Mother's Market radio show. Dr. Sasson, how are you? Good. Thanks, Kimberly. Thanks. It's nice to have you here. And before we get to today's topic, please fill us in on your mission and your work. Well, our mission is to help people without hurting them, which basically involves trying to handle their problems without giving them a drug or sending them for an operation that might possibly make them worse. So we always try to utilize lifestyle techniques to help them. So nutritional counseling, nutritional supplements, exercise, stress reduction, those kinds of things. We do a lot of different testing, looking for things that may be off. We look for toxins, we look for imbalances, uh, nutritional deficiencies. We work with all of those things. And at times we do use drugs, but that's not our first choice. Very nice. Well, today we are actually talking about how we can get off medications the natural way. So, Dr. Sawson, why get off drugs? And aren't they good for people? Well, drugs have been described as toxins with sometimes beneficial side effects. I kind of like that way of describing them because there is no drug that is not a toxin in some way to somebody. And if you look at the physician's desk reference or you look it up online, you will see the loads and loads of side effects that occur with drug use. And this is every prescription drug that's there and every non-prescription drug that's there. And now we have, you know, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. You just walk in and buy them. You can take all you want. But it's good to keep in mind that they cause high blood pressure, fluid retention, gastrointestinal hemorrhage, uh, liver disease and kidney disease. And they all do that. Mm-hmm. And they're over the counter. Anybody can take them. And Tylenol, which I thought once upon a time was completely safe, isn't. You know, at one point it was the largest cause of suicide deaths in Great Britain. You just take an overdose of Tylenol and say bye-bye because it destroys the liver. Mm-hmm. You know, and aspirin is well known to have toxic effects if you take too much. But even in the therapeutic dosage, it can cause gastrointestinal bleeding. And the non-steroidal drugs routinely cause complications in standard dosages. This is not overdose. This is what's prescribed. This is what people are told to take. This is what's on the container. Take one of these twice a day and come back when you have bleeding because it happens a lot. You know, and people should be evaluated. So you go into the doctor, you've got high blood pressure. You know, well, what drugs are you taking? Oh, you're taking a non-steroidal drug three times a day for the last six years. Get off the drug and see what the blood pressure is doing because it's very likely to come down. And that's not routinely done. If the drugs are so dangerous, then why do doctors prescribe them so often? 
Well, we've been trained, at least in this country, to use drugs to treat problems. A person goes into a doctor with a complaint, then the doctor is often going to look for what medication will handle that complaint. If it's an infection, it may be an antibiotic, and it may be an antibiotic even if it's a virus, which the antibiotic isn't going to do anything for. You have a tummy ache, and they may give you something that blocks acid production, and those are over-the-counter now also. Mm. So it's easy for a doctor to treat a problem quickly with a medication. The fastest way to finish an office visit is to say, here, take this prescription. And that's what gets done. And a lot of times doctors can't spend more than seven or eight minutes with a patient because the schedule is so full. Mm -hmm. So how do you get through the day? Not spending 30 minutes talking about what they're eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's not going to do it. Here's a medication. This will do it. What's the connection between age and uh, drug complications? Well, the older you get, usually the more physical problems you have. And the more times you go to somebody who prescribes drugs and you have a physical problem, you're going to get a drug. Mm -hmm. So an 80-year-old person is more likely to have physical problems than a 50-year-old, and the 80-year-old is much more likely to be on a coterie of drugs. I mean, I see patients who are on five drugs, 10 drugs, 15 drugs, all at the same time, at the age of 80. What are your chances of taking all of that stuff and not having a problem? Hopefully you'll survive them, maybe not. But there's gonna be side effects, and a lot of times the person doesn't know it. They don't know it's causing a side effect until the drug is stopped and they say, oh, I'm better now. I guess the drug was doing it. I mean, I had a patient, uh, I've seen so many of these. Guy was on a statin drug because he had heart disease. And he used to play tennis every day. He had once been, I think, a professional tennis player or close to it. And he couldn't get out of bed. Mm -hmm. His legs were so weak and hurt so much, he stopped playing tennis and he stayed in bed for two weeks. And it may have been me, you know, get off your statin drug. And it all disappeared. It completely resolved. He obviously has never taken it again. Mm -hmm. But this is not uncommon. You know, muscle pain and weakness are very common side effects of statin drugs, and lots of people have pain and weakness, and they may not think, this is my statin drug doing that. Mm-hmm. You, uh, the, what I love about the way you treat people is, again, you are therapeutic in the way that you treat people because you take the time to listen to what their ailments are, and you are treating them because it's a lifestyle. It's a natural lifestyle that you're listening to them. It's not just five minutes, here's a here's a drug out the door. I don't have time to listen to what the ailment is, but you're listening to what the problem is and you take the time to advise them about how to eat right, how to be healthy. Um, What's a better way of treating people is kind of what I'm getting to. Well, if you look at the cholesterol example, I mean, you can lower most people's cholesterol substantially just by changing their diet. There's Mm -hmm. books on that have been written for the last 50 years. Pritikin did it, Ornish did it, Esselstyn's doing it now. That movie Forks Over Knives in the book. Uh, You can lower cholesterol into a very acceptable range just by changing your diet. I lowered mine once by 100 points in one month just by dietary change. Yeah. And it would have stayed there if I'd followed the same diet. You know, a lot of us don't, you know, <laughs> stay with doing what we're supposed to be doing. And I'm in that group also. But I'm pretty careful these days. 
And we know, and we've done it many times, you can lower cholesterol with nutritional supplements as well. Niacin lowers cholesterol very well. Uh, There's something called bergamot, which is a plant from Italy, lowers cholesterol in most people. Fish oil is excellent for lowering triglycerides. And there's just other things you can use that are safer than statins that may provide you with the same endpoint. Uh, Or reduce your dose of statins. Like I have patients who are taking 40 milligrams and we'll cut them to 10 milligrams and give them some niacin and some fish oil along with it and get the same result. But if you can reduce the dosage of a drug, you're going to reduce the risk of side effects and the severity of side effects. Um, so do you find that, um, again, your, your patients that come in and they have this whole cadre of, of drugs, again, probably the older patients that you're seeing uh, because of all of the, you know, ailments that they have, um, and then you treat them. How fast are these results that you're seeing when you've given them natural uh, change of lifestyle? How, how fast are these results? It can be fast. It really depends on the effort the person puts in to do it. I mean, someone comes in and you spend an hour with him and he can't do what you're telling him to do, you know, it's not going to work. It has to be followed and it's not as easy as taking a pill. Mm-hmm. The person has to change everything he's eating and you know, do this and do that and change his sleeping hours, you know, stop smoking cigarettes, yeah. stop drinking coffee, stop arguing with your wife, you know, all of these <laughs> right. things. It's, it's a big deal to mm-hmm. make a lifestyle change. Uh, some people have said it's easier to change your religion than change your diet. Right. So, uh, you know, I know it's not a small thing to, to try and do that, but that's what should always be attempted first. And a lot of times if a person sees the results... Uh, they're more willing to do it because they see it's working and it's not hurting them and it's helping them get off drugs or stay off drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw a girl this morning who is diabetic and uh, we've gone into dietary things and she lost nine pounds since her last visit, which was three months ago, which may not sound like much, but nine pounds every three months is 36 pounds in one year. And if you lose weight as part of a lifestyle change and not as part of a crash diet, which I don't like, uh, you're more, much more likely to keep it off because you've made those adaptations that you follow and you can keep doing it. Right. You know, a lot of us will fall off the wagon on Halloween or New Year's or whatever, mm-hmm. but the next day you can get back on the wagon and just keep it going. My wife lost 25 pounds doing tango. <laughs> You know, and she hadn't lost 25 pounds for years. Wow. So, you know, just a something that you really are interested in that you can put structurally into your lifestyle plan can be highly effective. Right. Yeah. And then it triggers everybody's happy doing what they like and following uh, a lifestyle change. Well, uh, this is all great information and um, interesting. We're going to have a, a lot. I have a lot of other questions for you. So stay with us. We're talking about getting off drugs and doing uh, making a lifestyle change. So stay with us. There's plenty more to learn from Dr. Sausen. We'll be right back. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high quality, great tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. 
Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with her life stages. The first of its kind, comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. Smart chicken. And welcome back to the Mother's Market Radio Show. And we want to take the time to remind you that if you missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market or download from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click the link for radio and listen to past shows, plus download healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with Dr. Sawson. And we're talking about how you can get off medication the natural way. Doctor, can people get off the drugs they're taking, and can it be done safely? Really good question and pretty complicated answer, actually. Uh, People can get off drugs a lot of the time. I don't usually recommend that they do it on their own, Uh, and it depends what they're being treated for. So in a lot of circumstances, you want to go really slowly. Sometimes they shouldn't get off their drugs. Someone who's uh, had a kidney transplant or a lung transplant you don't want to stop those drugs. You may want to modify them, and that should be done by the expert who knows exactly what's going on or should know. Uh, then you make those changes. But certain people need certain drugs to survive. You know, people with myasthenia gravis, they need the myasthenia gravis drugs. People with hypertension may need antihypertensive drugs, or those with heart disease may need those drugs. But again, if you can make lifestyle changes that handle the things that those drugs are doing, uh, then you can work on reducing them. But frequently, I just I go slow. You want to handle the risk factors. If that's what you're dealing with is, say, risk factors for heart disease or risk factors for diabetes, uh, before you get these people off their diabetic medications or their antihypertensive medications, handle the risk factors that you need to handle. So if someone's diabetic, and they want to get off their medications, get the blood sugar under control first. You know, it may already be under control, but you want to have those parameters in the right place before you work on dosage reduction, because otherwise the sugar may just shoot up. Mm-hmm. You know, they just stop the medication that they're on, the metformin or the gliburide or whatever. You know, the blood sugar may go from 103 to 303, and then you really haven't done anything for the patient. They have to have the right diet. They have to have the right activities. They have to do those things that will help control the blood sugar before you take the medication away. And if you're, if you're taking it away, do it over a month or two months or six months or a year. And I have a lady I saw this morning who has um, Crohn's disease, and she's been on medication for that and she wants to get off because it's an immunosuppressant drug and she got um, herpes, she got shingles Mm. six months ago and she's uh, 20 years old. Why'd she get shingles? Well, she got it because she's on an immunosuppressive. Mm. So uh, we've been working on that, but I've spent a good six months, part of which we're using ozone for because ozone works on colitis and she's almost off, you know, she hasn't had any worsening. But you have to be careful and slow and make sure you've got all the things you need under control, under control while you're doing that. And that takes a lot of experience and a fair amount of skill. I've been working with trying to get people off drugs for over 30 years, 
and uh, I'm pretty careful with it. Wow. And, and of course, yeah, you, you want to go uh, the natural way and, and educate about lifestyle, too. And um, can people get off antidepressants, sedatives, and sleeping pills? Those are tough because partly because they're told you need to be on this for the rest of your life, mm. which is a huge mistake. It's not the right thing to tell a patient. And I never say that to anybody. You need it now, and you may need it for a while, but I don't know that you're going to need it for the rest of your life. And we're going to work on having you learn not to, not to need it. But a lot of those drugs cause a lot of problems. Uh, they're addicting. Sleeping pills are addicting. Sedatives are addicting. The antidepressant drugs can make depression worse. Uh, I've seen a number of people with addiction problems who were using street drugs while they were taking their antidepressants. So what good is the antidepressant doing them when they're taking heroin at the same time? Mm. I don't think it's really doing much and it may be making them worse. And I've seen people and had patients who someone else gave an antidepressant to and they started thinking about suicide. So they stopped taking the drug because there's no predictability. You do not know and nobody can say whether an individual drug is going to make that patient better or make them worse. Well, it's, I'm always, when you see those commercials and they have those, you know, this drug could cause, it's all of those side effects, and it just goes on. It's like a whole other commercial on the backside of the actual commercial for the drug companies, and it, and then it just lists the side effects. Yeah, it's really it's really amazing. You know, it's a, it's a sweet voice and a happy face, and <laughs> your nose may fall off or your ears may turn green, you know, and talk to your doctor about this drug. Right. Why would you want to even start something like that when, in fact, all of those, yeah, it's, it's amazing. But, um, but you know what, you did say something really incredible that, yeah, people think that you have to take that for the rest of your life. And so it's important to realize that, no, you don't. And you're here to say, to dispel those rumors that, you know, with the doctors, uh, with your help, that, no, you don't have to, but you should be uh, along aside with your doctor to get off of them. Yeah, well, there's you know a mindset that's been established in American medicine, and I've been watching it my whole career. And basically, is what drugs can we use to handle these problems? The research that's done in medicine is mostly done with drugs. You know, we now we see these articles that research medication. Uh, you know, it's nutritional supplement things. We see articles that write about activity levels and dietary change, and there's more and more of those things. But the main mindset has been is what drug do we use for this condition? What drugs can we use? What do we add? Mm -hmm. And what surgery do we do? And there's new surgical techniques. And some of these things are great. I mean, I think some of the surgical procedures that we have now are incredibly better than what existed 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, to do laparoscopic surgery and take out a gallbladder and have a half an inch scar is like, wow. Wow. You know, there's so many things that can be done that we didn't have before, so you know the, the progress of medicine is great, but we need to have the right philosophy. You know, mm-hmm. We need to be thinking about you know, what is a human being and what does a human being need and what happens to a human when you do these particular things to them. And if you give an 85-year-old person 10 drugs to take for their four different medical problems, what are you creating as a consequence? It's going to be rough because the older you are, the greater are the side effects. A 10-year-old may be able to take a drug that an 80-year-old can't, but they're the ones who get the drug, not the 10-year-old. You so. know, and that that's such a good point that you have right there, too, because I feel like so many times that the when you go into the mainstream 
that the hospitals or the doctor that an 85-year-old, they're not treated the same because they're 85, and they say, well, here you go. You're at the end of life, and we're going to give you that, all of these, and I hope that works for you, but here you are. You're 10 years old, but there's this cadre of drugs, and you're here on your own, and you can figure all of that out, but they're just treated differently. Yeah, well, you know, kids in the right family have their defenders. Yes. Mommy goes in with the kid, the and advocate. you know she's going to be pretty. Uh, <laughs> the ask a lot of questions. Right. Yeah, they have an advocate, right? And an eighty-year-old may not have that, right? And they may not be able to fend for themselves, mm-hmm. right? I'm sorry, I had to say that, but it, yeah, that's exactly what that is. Do you consider any drugs really necessary? Definitely, you know, if someone comes in with Lyme disease, we're going to give them an antibiotic if it's acute and it's clearly Lyme disease. That's the treatment. You know, I'm not going to be giving him fish oil to treat Lyme disease. I'll be giving him an antibiotic that I know is going to work for it. Strep throat, probably the same. Uh, Lots of urinary tract infections. Infectious disease is one area where you often need antibiotics. But the other side of that is bronchitis is almost always viral. And people are going into doctor's office with a cough and a little bit of wheezing. And what do they get? They get an antibiotic, which does nothing. Mm except set them up for antibiotic side effects, of which we now know there's a lot of them. And now everybody goes into a hospital for an operation that has testing for MRSA. Mm. You know, methicillin-resistant staph aureus, they test your nostrils, they test your skin. If you're positive, they won't operate, that kind of thing. It's become a very big deal because we've pushed drugs so hard that we have these complications that we never used to have. Mm-hmm. So we ha- need to become much more careful about what we're doing. And drugs get taken off the market. I mean, every year, five or six drugs that were previously approved by the FDA to be used in human beings get taken off the market because too many people died. Mm-hmm. They'll accept so many deaths, but not more than that. And then the drug gets taken away. And then you see these enormous lawsuits mm-hmm. You know, for some of these like NSAID drugs that caused heart disease and the company... That, settled for several billion dollars, but they made other billions of dollars. You know, it's the thalidomide story from 30 years ago back again. You know, thalidomide was kept out of the United States by a very bright doctor who worked for the FDA and said, this drug's not proven. And they were using it in Europe, and it was found to cause birth defects in kids with malformed limbs and that kind of stuff. And uh, thousands of kids were affected by this. And it should have been, you know kept out of the world market. And um, so it took for that doctor's research to figure that out because he worked for the FDA, because his knowledge. It was a lady, and she was, was uh, she had a fight. Mm. You know, it was like, why aren't you approving this drug? The mm. company's waiting. It helps pregnant women with their headaches. Mm. No. She did. She stood fast. You know, it never came in. What's your best recommendation for someone who wants to get off medications? Preferably find a doctor or use your doctor if he's willing to work with you to make the adjustments that you need to be able to do that. Go slow. Look for, you know, know what you need to be looking for. Know the complications of stopping a drug. Uh, The antidepressant medications, also, they have to be done slowly. You know, there's things we can do to replace with nutritional supplements, with lifestyle changes, with et cetera, et cetera, that can allow a person to get off those drugs, but don't drop them person who's getting high doses of four different 
psychiatric medications who drops them is very likely to get immediately worse mm. and maybe get much worse. So it needs to be done very carefully. Well, this has been really very interesting, and um, we appreciate your time, Doctor. So we look forward to having you on again. In the meantime, you can catch more of Dr. Sassen on his website, iprogressivemed.com, and learn more about his passion for alternative medicine and the other great things he's involved with. We look forward to our next visit. Thanks. If you've ever enjoyed the delicious food inside our kitchen, you may have tried this tasty dish. Now you can make it yourself. This recipe is for black bean chili with lime cream sauce. The preparation time is about 30 minutes and it makes six servings. You start with a pound of cooked black beans, one half cup white onion diced, one half cup green bell pepper diced, one half cup red bell pepper diced, one cup fresh diced tomatoes, two tablespoons olive oil, one tablespoon cumin, three cloves of garlic peeled and minced, one teaspoon chili powder, one teaspoon paprika, one teaspoon oregano, one teaspoon Tabasco sauce, one bunch of fresh cilantro minced, and two cups of tomato puree canned. There's also lime cream sauce, which contains one cup of low-fat sour cream, the juice from one lime, and grated zest from half of a lime. So the first step is to clean your black beans and place them in a pot filled three quarters of the way with water, and you cook them on the stove over a low fire for approximately one hour or until soft in the middle, and drain the water and set your black beans aside. And in the pot, you're going to place the olive oil and add the garlic and spices until fragrant, add all the vegetables and cook five to eight minutes or until tender. Then add back in the black beans, the tomato puree and Tabasco. Allow all the ingredients to simmer over a low fire for 25 minutes. Serve with two tablespoons of the lime cream sauce on the top and it goes great with Mexican style rice and a salad. This is black bean chili with lime cream sauce by Mother's Marketing Kitchen. Here's what's happening around town. Learn how to go from hot flashes to beauty with nutritional consultant Valerie Hall in our Anaheim Hills store on January 28th and in Costa Mesa on the 29th. Plus learn how hemp went from taboo to trendy also in Costa Mesa on the 30th. All seminars start at 6.30 and please make sure you call 800-595-6667 to reserve a spot for our popular in-store seminars. Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market Radio Show and for shopping at Mother's Market. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. 